This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! Welcome to a Men in Blazers pod special. Our guest today is one of professional soccer's poster boys for Made in America. He's the dictionary definition of a homegrown player. The North Texas native emerged from the vaunted FC Dallas youth system to make his MLS debut for the club just three weeks after his 18th birthday. In the three years since then, the now 21-year-old has accumulated a wealth of experience that belies his age and makes him look like a veteran, both in hoops and stars and stripes. I love watching this gem play. We welcome to the pod a man up there with Jim Acosta in our top three American Acostas of all time. The best thing out of Plano, Texas since Frito-Lay. A man <laughs> who's professed that we're all living, and you might not know this yet, listeners, but you soon will, in the self-proclaimed year of Kellen. Ahead of the U.S. Men's National Team 2017 Gold Cup debut against Panama on the Robstone family of networks this Saturday, we welcome to the pod the one and only... Mr. Kellen Acosta. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, Kellen, I am <laughs> delighted to sit here with you. I really am. You were one of the joys to watch against Mexico in the Azteca. You swaggered around that field as if you were a seasoned veteran at the international level, like a young superhero. Are you immune to altitude and smog? Um, <laughs> we played in the Champions League against Pachuca, so when I was playing in that atmosphere, I felt like Azteca was pretty similar, plus 40,000 screaming fans, but <laughs> otherwise, I mean, the altitude and all that into play, I felt, felt pretty comfortable and felt all right in it. So that's what you told yourself, just like Pachuca. Just apart, like Pachuca. <laughs> apart from this time, we've got Omar Gonzalez on our side. So that's what you tell yourself, because if you told yourself anything different, it would just be overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't really think about it too much. It's, I got to just approach it as another game, be concentrated and mindful of all the little things. But I thought I did a decent job in my role in that, in that game. Decent <laughs> and then some. But to start with the Azteca is to miss the beginnings of your story. And I want to return to the source of the river, your origins. You grew up in Plano, Texas, Friday Night Lights country. Places like Allen High School, where the Eagles play. And this always amazes my little English head. In front of 18,000 high school football fans or Von Miller's DeSoto, you played basketball and you ran track. You were even named the fastest kid in Texas for the 100 meters when you were a six-year-old. I bet you could have beaten me now. <laughs> At what age did you start to play soccer, Kellen? And what made you ultimately gravitate towards a soccer pitch? Right, soccer was one of the first sports I played. Uh, I started when I was around four years old, and it was just a game I just grew to love. Since I was four, I mean, I kind of just excelled at it. I mean, from kickoff, I would just kick it straight in the goal. What was the soccer culture like when you were a kid? I mean, this is high school football country. The soccer climate, are you in North Texas kind of playing pickup games that are all over the place, or are you knocking in against a wall by yourself? Kind of mixture of both. I mean, Texas is a football state, and everyone was big on just football, football, football. But I actually got some of the football players to play soccer at recess. So, yeah, so it, it was it was a difficult it's journey. Serena's dream still, by right. the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got some kids to play, and they kind of enjoyed it. It was a great sight to see. But otherwise, I mean, I was playing with a few soccer players in my area, but we were kind of on our own. 
you would go back in those days, early MLS days, to watch the Dallas Burn. Should never have changed that name. You'd watch the likes of the great Bobby Ryan, Eddie Johnson, Oscar Pereja. Oh, what a firebrand he was. Now your coach at Dallas. What do you remember about those games? I just remember Eddie Johnson was a menace. He was scoring tons and tons of goals. Oscar, he was a fiery player. He was probably one of the smallest, but he was a guy that wasn't going to back down. He was the captain. And, I mean, Carlos Ruiz, he was actually my teammate a couple years ago. So those guys were players that I really looked up to, players that I wanted to be growing up. It's been a crazy ride, crazy journey just to see all these guys close up and kind of knowing them on a personal level and playing against them and also working with them. I went to watch Everton a lot as a kid, Kellen, and I'm still waiting. (laughs) I'm still waiting to have an nth of your experience. But right back then, when you were seeing the burn take on all comers, did any part of you think, young Kellen, one day I'm going to play professionally for this team in this league? And as a little kid, I just had big dreams. I wanted to become a professional you did, even back then? Even back then, that was one of my goals, to become a professional. Did those dreams have texture, Kellen? Were you like, I am going to wait till this Dallas team changes its name and then I'm going to play for it? Or were you thinking, Europe, the Bernabeu, Ronaldo, Zidane, Kellen Acosta? I knew Dallas was more approachable, more attainable for me. At the Cotton Bowl, 10 years old, I never thought I'd be where I am today. Life comes at you fast when you're Kellen Acosta. At 13, you joined the famed FC Dallas youth system. More than any MLS club, Dallas have graduated dozens of homegrown players to the first team. It's truly a remarkable system. Having gone through it yourself, Kellen, what's the secret? Having the belief in playing the kids, Oscar really tries to spread the movement of player kids and a couple of weeks ago, we had a 16-year-old <laughs> score a goal and play in the game. And it just really shows that not only that we're signing players, but we're actually making players that are professionally ready and that are ready to go out there and contribute. And I think that really pays dividends for a lot of those guys because, I mean, I see across the U.S. maybe players are getting signed but not necessarily getting the minutes that they want. But with Oscar, he really has belief in all our homegrowns, and it really helps us to – get those early minutes at a young age. I mean, it's amazing. Buscala Forma, find the way, create the opportunity, create the space for the talent to play. But you have to create the talent at right. the same time. Right. How has he created such talent, such a pool of talent, do you think? They just give us an opportunity to be in a professional environment. When I was in the academy, transitioning to the first team, I thought it was a pretty smooth transition. Everything that we did from the practices, the travel, the food that's provided, everything was professionally ready. A lot of credit goes to all the coaching staff, the owners that made this environment really special and really pro-ready for all the players involved. So they create the opportunity, they challenge the youth to act professionally, to think professionally. And then the other element is, and we were down, um, JW, Lexi and myself, at the Dallas Complex. What a complex. (laughs) Down at the end of last season. I was blown away by the facility. I couldn't believe we were in North America. I mean, the 17 youth development fields, European teams would kill for the quality of training facility that you have down in Dallas. But to me, location is everything, Kellen. I mean, I I left realizing that North Texas, it's like a footballing oil scene. Soccer-rich culture. Oscar Pereja, the Buscala former philosophy are sensational. 
But Dallas's real unique advantage is just that huge pool of talent that you're sitting on, much of it Latino. You know, 33,000 club-level players between Allen and Amarillo. It's remarkable. All these players kind of gravitate towards the Frisco area, and I think a lot of credit goes to the environment that the club's provided. And everyone wants to be part of the FC Dallas system. I mean, I know, like myself, I grew up playing on smaller clubs, but I knew FC Dallas was the way for me to take my game to the next level. And a lot of kids are following suit. I mean, just with the homegrown aspect, people really having the belief that they can really make it if they join the academy. And I know there was five or six homegrowns before me, and I knew that could really be me one day, and I knew that FC Dallas was the way to go. I mean, you signed a homegrown contract, age 16, very European of you. You'd committed to University of Maryland, but decided instead to turn pro, making your first start, aged 18, in front of almost 40,000 fans at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. I mean, college or pro, such an American soccer problem. Was it a hard one for you? Not at all. <laughs> I knew... Being a professional athlete was a dream. Since I was 10 years old, I mean, I had aspirations to playing for Dallas Brown at the time, but FC Dallas, and I knew with my parents, college was important. Education is really key on my family, but this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I couldn't pass up on it. You didn't just not pass up on it. You seized it. You've been a regular in the FC Dallas lineup since the 2013 season. You started as fullback before moving into midfield. You played every single position, even emergency goalkeeper. <laughs> You're now known, known and feared as a defensive midfielder. They're watching you. That job seems to be a bit of a misnomer. I mean, you're a creator as much as a destroyer. How would you define your style of play? Yeah, I'm not necessarily a destroyer, a guy that's going to tackle <laughs> the mess out of you, but I'm a guy that links up play. I'm kind of the box-to-box that Austria likes to call it. I mean, I'm a guy that likes to get forward and help out defensively, create chances for my teammates, and also score some goals. Definitely need to work on my celebrations, but that comes with it. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I mean, I'm a guy that just likes to get around, kind of get involved in every play that I can and contribute any way I can. Well, which players do you watch globally and think, oh, that's me in a couple of years' time? That's me. I really like the likes of some of the French footballers like Paul Pogba, Blaise Matridi, I mean, even some younger oh, guys. Exactly. And, yeah, I, I, think, I watch him and I do think that he's yeah. the one that comes to mind. Yeah, I think that's the guy I'm most similar to. He's a true box-to-box midfielder. He scores some goals. He can get into a tackle. He links up play. He's a guy who runs all over the pitch. That's similar to me. I'm a guy who has a big engine and I have a decent shot like him. I mean, he backed some pretty remarkable goals, but I'm trying to add that to my arsenal as well. But I think we have a vast number of similarities. You, if you actually welded Paul Pogba's celebrations to your footballing <laughs> skills, woof, we have a lot to feel confident about in this country. But you propelled yourself through the international ranks at speed. You played in the Under-17 World Cup, the Under-20 World Cup. 232 days later, you made your start for the US team proper. Under Jürgen brought you to 2016's senior camp. How did you find out you got the call-up? Where were you? Who told you? I just bought my first house, and I just closed on it that day. And then my coach, <laughs> Oscar, he called me saying, oh, you're going to call you. It was kind of a shock for me. And then he ended up calling me like 15 minutes later, told me he wanted to call me in for camp, that I've been doing well. He's been watching me, and he wants to give me the opportunity. Although, I mean, I've been playing as a midfielder for FC Dallas. He said he wanted to look at me as an outside back, a position that – 
they could use more depth in. I didn't care where I was going to play. I just wanted to be out there and be with the group. So even if it was center back, center forward, goalie, I mean, I was just so happy and glad to receive the to call to be part of the team. I just imagine you're hooking your reel to Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy day for sure. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> How big a leap was it, quality-wise, between under-20 football and the full January camp level? It's a step up. Obviously, Jan camp's a little bit different. You don't have the European players coming in. And it was guys that I play against week in and week out, so pretty similar as to playing with FC Dallas. But, I mean, definitely top-quality guys. It was just great to see for me that the national team was definitely in my sights. Before, I was like, dang, senior team. It's a long shot. I mean, I have aspirations to be there, but I never knew how soon I was going to be there. But actually competing with the guys in the group, I felt like I, I belong there. I mean, is there an element of nerves when you join that full squad and you're in that locker room and you look over and you see Michael Bradley, shirt off, getting ready <laughs> to destroy all comers, even in practice. You've got Clint Dempsey, headphones on. About yeah, to it's, take it's, the field, and you're like, me too, Kellen Acosta. Minutes ago, I was in the under-17 team. I'm about to go and play with these gentlemen. Are you like, I belong? Or are you like, holy crap, Kellen, you've just bought your first house. You can do this. Right, I mean, it was a little intimidating at first. I mean, there's guys that I idolized growing up, and now they're my teammates. I'm battling against them, fighting for their spots. So, like I mean, who? Michael Bradley, Jermaine Jones, Josie was there. Matt Beasley was there. Beckerman. Beckerman was there. I mean, there was so quite they tell a you not to look at him in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> they did not. But at first, I was a little nervous. I mean, I didn't really know too many people. All the guys kind of already knew each other. A little bit older. I'm one of the younger guys. But they're down-to-earth people, even off the field. Yeah. I, I felt comfortable right away. I mean, they just brought me in, and so they're very encouraging. So I, a lot of credit goes to them for kind of just making me feel comfortable and making me feel right at home. Going out there, I don't want to say it was a breeze, but I, I want to say that I looked at it as another practice to be out there. It wasn't like, like wow, like this is really crazy, but this is just, I'm here for a reason. I need to go out there and play the game. I don't need to do anything extra. Just do what I do best and continue with that. Can I say, that first tackle or that first pass, did the nerves just burn off and then you just lock down? It feels like you're in any practice. Right, right. That goes with games too. Once you connect that first pass or make that, darting run you're just kind of just into it and that's how I looked at it I mean after the first practice I'm like bring on the next one and the next one and, the ne and bring on the game so it was definitely an exciting feat and I was glad I was really included and had the opportunity to be with the group I, I love the way you approach practice I love the way you approach that game mentality because I want to talk to you now about a specific game the June game in the Azteca that we talked about at the top of your pod and your experience of that game because you're surrounded by veterans. What did you expect going in when you took the field? I felt that the whole stadium was just going to shake and rumble the whole game. I felt like there's going to be a lot of pressure. They're going to just pressure us the whole game. It was going to be a tough feat. I kind of zoned out the crowd once I was just on the field. And once I connected my first pass, I was like, oh, this is not too bad. I have grew up watching it since I can't even remember when. And I knew on TV it looked intimidating, but being out there on the field, I felt all right. Michael and Jeff Cameron, they really stressed that it's going to be a fun opportunity. It's going to be really exciting and just take, make the most of it and enjoy it. And I mean, Michael that's what Bradley I did. told you that going onto the field at the Azteca at that altitude with that smog, with that level of just a bullion, zealous, 
through Mexico, not so keen on the American <laughs> team fan base. That was going to be, quote, fun. Yeah, he said it was going to be fun. It's going to be exciting and make <laughs> the most of it. And he, he said, I mean, how often you get to play in front of 100,000 fans. I mean, it would be really cool to, to silence them in, in a way. So he did so <laughs> early on in the game with his goal. But you know, incredible that was. So, But, yeah, he said it's going to be a fun, exciting game and take it all in because, I mean, this is your first one of many. Please, God. It was probably, yeah. probably very little in terms of atmosphere compared to what goes on regularly at Allen High School on the Friday Right, <laughs> for so sure. It was probably a breeze. What, what advice? Did the other players give you, Jeff Cameron, the veterans, what did they tell you and how did it match up with the reality? Or was it something you really just have to live yourself? They just said, and you're here for a reason. And Bruce really stresses that we're all good players and that he has belief in everyone. I mean, he made big lineup changes going from Trinidad to Mexico, but he said he has a thousand percent belief in all of us and that we're all here for a reason, that we all belong here. And I really took that into account that this is a huge game and he really has belief in me and I got to make the most of it. And the players were just really encouraging. They said, get into the game, be strong in the tackle and the game will open up for you. I mean, Austria really stretches that back at FC Dallas that grow into the game. Don't try to force anything too much. Keep things simple and maybe once you connect a few passes, maybe you can try that dangerous bar, maybe the extra dribble. But Otherwise, I mean, during the game, I try to keep it as simple as possible and just connect to my teammates, be sound in the middle with Michael and contribute with the back line and do whatever I can to get the result that we need. When I'm faced by a challenge and someone says, I believe in you, I- I'm a weak person, Kellen. It makes <laughs> me doubt myself and I often crumble before I attempt to face that challenge. When Bruce Arena said to you, I believe in you, Kellen Acosta, as an elite professional athlete, did, was the doubt immediately erased? Did that make you almost puff out your chest and believe yourself that you were going to be able to dominate? It definitely helped when you have coaching staff and players saying, I believe in you, you're here for a reason. That puts that in my head that you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm here for a reason and I'm ready to go out there and make the most of my opportunity. That's exactly what I did. It was definitely exciting to be a part of a, an important game like that. And out of all the players in the country and, and the players on the team, just to have that opportunity to be out there. It was pretty surreal. What was your emotion like at the final whistle? Relief. <laughs> it was a long one. I mean, they put a lot of pressure on us. But going into that game, we were fighting to get three points. I mean, a point on the road in Azteca, I mean, that's definitely hard to do. And it felt almost like a win. We battled the whole game. We were with each other for two weeks. <laughs> playing and traveling and altitude it takes a toll on your body but we were just excited that we're really back on track after the first two losses of the hex we're one more step where we need to be has it changed the way you think about yourself Kellen? yeah in a way coming from azteca and then playing another game just like i just play in azteca these other games should be a breeze playing in seattle i mean that's probably one of the biggest crowds in mls maybe atlanta I haven't played there yet but azteca has <laughs> double that amount of fans and even crazier and wilder so i'm looking at that game like this should just be a breeze i played in azteca played against top talent in the world and i mean every game is a game that i should definitely excel in here's what left me feeling exhilarated after the Mexico game, knowing that that squad, the core of it, all so young. I mean, you've got DeAndre Yedlin, Pulisic, you, please God, Josh Sargent. I mean, you're just 21 years of age. Looking up and down that US squad, 
and the Gold Cup now is an opportunity to show your full impact. With the holding midfield in this US team, that roll-up in play, do you allow yourself occasionally to think about World Cup Russia 2018? Um, not exactly. I just kind of take it game by game, week by week. I can't really look too much to Russia because there's still a long ways to go. I mean, I have a big tournament right now, a Gold Cup, looking to get some solid minutes, put some ideas in Bruce's head that I belong here and I should not only be within the group but have a place on the team to potentially play and start. Right now I'm taking it game by game. I mean, we still have a little ways to go with qualifying. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that we shouldn't qualify, but I can't really look too much into the future. So even once, whether you have your head on your pillow in that beautiful new home that you brought to coincide with the start of your international (laughs) career, is your head ever hit the pillow in your first second think about Moscow? I can't lie. I mean, I I have it be a dream come true playing a World Cup. I made my professional debut, made my senior national team debut. I mean, then World Cup is definitely in my sights, but I'm just trying to stay level-headed and stay grounded and kind of just focus on the now rather than the future. Every practice is an opportunity for me to get better, and every game is an opportunity to showcase myself. So right now I'm just trying to just focus on that and, and let the rest fall into play. Moscow may feel a world away from playing it come 2018. <laughs> that is all what I'm going to say for now. But the story I love about you is that not too long ago, as a freshman in high school, you had to play JV instead of varsity soccer. Right. right. I was actually at Allen, and then I ended up moving to Plano. So Allen, I was on varsity, actually. And then in Plano, I was thrown on JV and. Um, fortunate enough, I mean, I, I didn't play any games with them, and I said see ya, and I went straight to residency, so I didn't really <laughs> spend too much time in the high school system, but yeah, I was on JV for a couple months. KA on JV, <laughs> and now you're playing against the world's best. You're starting on the MLS All-Star team, age 20, alongside Andrea Perlo, Kaka, David Villa, and Didier Drogba against Arsenal uh, last summer, and you compete on their level week in, week out. How do you understand it? How, how do you make sense of everything that's happened to you, Kellen? Does it all feel very real? Or sometimes when you shut your eyes, does it feel like a magical dream? The All-Star game, I kind of had to pinch myself. Gio was playing, David Villa, Drogba, Pierlo, Kaká, Simon. Those are guys that were on another level. I mean, Kaká was the last Ballon d'Or winner besides Messi, Cristiano. I was on the same field as him, same meal room, and... They knew who I was. They called me by my first name. I had to like double take, like, did he really just say my name? And then playing against them, and they always say hello to me. They're very friendly. They call me by my first name, and I almost have to pinch myself. These are guys who played at the highest level for a long time. Like, wow, I'm really coming up the ranks and making my name for myself. Like, these special players are really recognizing me and really knowing who I am and what I'm all about. So it was just a whirlwind. It was a shock to me. I'm sure Kaka, like me, loves playing as Kellen Acosta on FIFA. You can, <laughs> you, you, oh, you can, both ends of the field, you can just dominate. What was that name of that coach that put you on the JV team? I don't even think he's there anymore. So Whichever coach it was of the Plano <laughs> World Catch, I know you're listening. I want to thank you deeply, absolutely and completely, for giving American soccer its Michael Jordan story. <laughs> Kellen Acosta, it's great to be with you. It really is. Our GFOPs across the nation join me in wishing you and your team, the U.S. men's national team, the goldest of gold cups, courage. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. and. 
looking forward to a good Gold Cup and to a bright future. So thanks to you. Inshallah.